Hey everyone, this is part two of Bree and I's conversation with Umaima, Lee, and Shosh. So if you haven't heard the first part, go back and listen <laughs> to the first part uh, and come back. Or you can, you know, just listen to part two. And um, I mean, I'm sure it'll still be a fun time. So without further ado, here's part two of our conversation with Lee, Umaima, and Shosh about breaking into animation. Yeah, piggybacking off of what Sash was saying, like, you're totally right. You you don't have to go to, like, the big name studios. Like, there are plenty of, like, smaller studios and even, like, not even small studios. There's a lot of online, like, animation, like, studio, like, collective groups like Zetai Absolute or, like, Studio Lawn. Mm. Um, and, you know, they make stuff for, like, anime and everything like these are people on like you see their work on twitter and then they're making stuff for jujutsu kaisen for black clover and you're like what the heck how is that possible like <laughs> the internet in general now that i didn't so- know holy heck <laughs> you didn't know that okay well no we gotta talk about <laughs> that All right, well, <laughs> breaking news thing, breaking news anime is actually far more global than you think it is um i just like i like the the idea of just like breaking news anime, anime. <laughs> anime. This is just... but is it it's not a true black and animated podcast episode if we don't talk about anime at least once exactly. yeah it's like we have to bring it up at least once it is a requirement yes <laughs> but uh i say that to say like you know the Japanese animation industry, while it is in Japan primarily, is very diverse in the fact that they have a lot of freelance international freelancers that are working on these shows. Like you don't you don't always have to just aim for like, you know, the Disney's. Like you can find your own place now with the internet because we have YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff. Um like Yeah, I feel like that make, was make a use huge... of that. <laughs> totally. I feel like that was one of those huge um, struggles, too, that I saw among uh, colleagues that were like th- who had aesthetics that were more anime inspired. And let's be real, black people love anime. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, who wasn't drawing like Bleach or what piece of Dragon Ball Z style when they were little? Come on. Right. And who <laughs> this, there's, this, there's this huge stigma about it, too, because it's like, all right, uh, oh, uh, Japanese anime, uh, oh, uh, that's uh, overseas or like not just respecting the artistry of it and uh, having to, you know, I mean, seeing a lot of my colleagues struggle because uh like uh professors weren't really like uh didn't understand or just didn't want to understand because they came from like a big disney background or like a, a specific or, cartooning or, background or in my college it was a lot of warner brothers heads mm. and they um I, I was told repeatedly like yeah anime is fine but you know that's not really like what we do over here that's not really profitable over here and fast forward i'm like I'm looking at Shira. I'm looking at Kipo. I'm yeah. looking at Rise, and I'm like, "Hang on a minute, guys." Mm-hmm. Teen Titans. I'm Listen, like, Come "Don't on. be tricked. Don't be fooled." I need to like, <laughs> you, like, oh sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, oh, I, kid, I, say I kid you not. My whole entire current production, all we do is reference anime. <laughs> That's mm. all we ever do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. 
I remember like the first day of um the first class we had, which is um for making our senior film, you know, which is where the teachers kind of take us through what was going to happen as we make our film to the final shot. And literally the first slide was no anime style in this. And my <laughs> my film partner and I just like looked at each other, but they're oh, that's so, so gross. aggressive about it, right? And I'm yeah. like, I literally remember I I think a week a week before that I saw um a senior films a senior film on Twitter where it was anime but that shit was better than anything <laughs> with those teachers. <laughs> I hope none of them hear this, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's just like, oh, they I mean either don't know about it or they're just yeah. so used to like the Western cartoon that they're just like, you know what, no, like I'm not even going to like support uh, this your your style if or your film if you're doing anime yeah um, it's just like you if you're a good teacher you're gonna be able to like you might not be able to connect in that style because that's not your style but you should be able to help like uh, guide them through the film mm-hmm. it's still a film <laughs> it might be a different yeah. style but it's still a film yeah uh, yeah don't like, don't discourage because that that's been I mean bringing women y'all know. Yeah, basically, I just draw anime. Like that's just it. Um, Heck yeah! But like, for my whole entire like, I guess artist journey—is that what you would call it? I have mm-hmm. been constantly told time and time again, and to my like, right in front of my face, that I will never like word for word. You won't be able to work in the animation industry if you keep drawing anime. People have straight up told me that to my face, whether it was teachers, uh, past friends, or just. Uh, peers of mine um Mm. and i mean i've only had one teacher in my whole entire like existence because i'm only 24 um who actually explained (laughs) why i should learn foundation skills and he never Mm. he never discouraged me from drawing anime he was like you can do that in your free time but i want you to draw so freaking good that when you do draw anime no one can sit there and say that it's bad. Like, that's why I want you yeah. to, to mm-hmm. learn yeah, your perspective, I... your figure drawing, your color theory, and all that stuff. And then when I see mm-hmm. the teachers that constantly, like, berate anime, um, whether they say it's too sexualized, I mean, well, not to get deep into that, because it kind of is, but um, either it's too, it's too generic <laughs> looking. Like, I think at some point in college, I started, like, to keep saying that, like, why are you just grouping this whole entire um as generic um because technically if you're if we're going to use that logic then you have to apply that to western art like the impressionists mm-hmm. technically speaking they all paint in the same general style you can't mm-hmm. apply mm-hmm. that logic to one and not the other you just don't understand it and that's okay um so yeah it's 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 like a it's like a weird space where like there's like this unconscious bias when it comes to things that are just like different like anime compared to like western uh cartoons and yes animation absolutely but, mm, i guess um, much like the unconscious bias of like the lack of black people in this industry yeah 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 you don't realize it like there's there's so much every single day <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm wondering when they complain about it, you know, when the teacher is like, 
I remember the slide when they were talking about you no know, anime, and then the next slide they show um, a drawing which is anatomically incorrect. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fair, but I could draw in a Western style and make the drawing look as bad as that too. So, you know, why not just show students amazing anime films that they can pull inspiration from so they could actually make a good one. But instead, it's just about shaming the students and whatever. And I can imagine there will be students in that class that have that kind of style. So immediately you've discouraged them from something they love. And I just like, what's the point? You're a fucking teacher, you know? Excuse me. Yeah. No, it's okay. You can swear. <laughs> Bless, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I get. I mean, that's the frustration with it, and I feel like, uh, and uh, to my to uh, to the point uh, earlier, like, yeah, so much. Like, I feel like one of the biggest uses that I would hear is that, oh, that's like overseas, or you're not going to work in this industry, and yada yada yada. But like. Uh, to what Lee was saying too is like yeah the you can connect online or like find those gigs online and work remotely um as I mean of course like you hear about uh the artists that like fully like learn another language and like go overseas and uh animate there but yeah the the world is ha- has become much more I guess it's so much smaller now because of the oh. internet mm-hmm. and yeah don't like if you if you have that aesthetic and you have that drive, like utilize it and uh, like, don't be discouraged by like, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not from uh, where this anime is taking place or is uh, made. So I can't do no like, and, and shows Western shows are pulling from anime as well. They are bro. Avatar, Korra, Critical Role, mm-hmm. Voltron, those shows mm-hmm. straight up look like anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you go that's like a different style, it has heavy, I feel like it has heavy anime influence in it, honestly. Like when yeah. I first Man. Yeah. I <laughs> Sorry, is, went to our is, anime bit. Yeah, I was about to say, this is, was this is say. our anime chat. This was a breaking into animation. Now this Sorry. is a, uh, uh, breaking news on anime. <laughs> no, I, I think it is important. But I do kind of want to go back to just, you know, just uh, because of we're getting a little, we're getting near in time. Mm-hmm. And I want to just sort of like go into sort of just like the jobs that you guys um have have had currently or like what you guys are working on i mean you can speak to as much as you can but just sort of like you know being uh, more entry level in the industry like what's your experience been like you know based on because like when you're breaking in like you hear how difficult it is or, or hear about prejudices and things like that but you know now that you're in like how has it been are there things that could be better or just what's your what even is your day-to-day like with the jobs that you have and um shows i'd like to hear from you first just to sort of speak a bit more on like the production side of things and i think people might mm-hmm. not know what an apm is at warner brothers since it's such a when i i know when i was bringing i didn't know what the hell that meant i was like what i'm a manager but i'm not <laughs> yeah i am but i'm not um 
I'm in it and I don't know what it. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Okay, no. <laughs> Every day I do my job and pray. No. <laughs> no. Um, I'm part of the. Oh, that sounds bad. My bad. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I um, I'm part of the design team. So basically, when the episode is done in its storyboard stages, I basically go in and I call out all the assets that we need. We need. Oh, we're gonna need to redress this character like this. We're gonna need to um design this background, this prop, blah blah blah. That's like the the brunt of my job, basically, just to make sure those things get called out and made and all that stuff. And part of my job, like being the way being black and be having that job kind of intersects is kind of like, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I can talk about this. So we have characters that I'm not going to go into it, but they are like black West Indian people. Right. Um, the show is little Ellen, by the way, let me it takes place in Louisiana and they are um, the characters are I believe Haitian I'm Jamaican but like being a West Indian person myself and when we were designing the the costumes you know I was a big part of that design and you know I made it like I made like a slight comment or something I didn't mean it in a negative way and they just really like turned back at me and they were like is this appropriative is this like appropriate like is it okay if we do it like this and just stuff like that seems very small but it actually to me makes a world of difference just be okay i know this is like these are west indian characters and you are west indian and this is what we're doing and we are like designing these these outfits right now like how is is this okay you know and i feel like um i feel like my show does a good like is good about that but i know in production in general i've heard (laughs) I've heard it's not always that um, thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I there aren't. I I'm like the only black person on my production team, but I cannot say that I've like experienced any like so far anything to make me raise an eyebrow or anti blackness or anything, which is really nice because I do hear horror stories and I'm glad that I don't really have that experience but that's yeah you're in like a welcoming like a good environment and that that speaks miles for like your team and just like you know that thoughtfulness is there yeah but that's that's been my experience thank god (laughs) because honestly I'm not (laughs) everything going in the world I'm not I don't have the patience to even like kindly experience anyone's anti-blackness I'm just (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah like especially like, after last year right like it's 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 been rough and like you know people have been promised jobs people getting ghosted and you know i didn't have I'm the sorry. stamina to put together a portfolio in the time that they were asking and then i saw my friends do it and i'm like yeah. wow you guys are so to do that and then i see them get ghosted and i'm like what the hell (laughs) oh yeah and then like the the uh... (laughs) those um man there were like studios too that are like or not studios but uh man like spam messages basically like fake like non Mm. not studio but like pretending to be a studio looking for people and i mean that's just even oh god 
last year was rough and it just i yeah it really again it's just like you know there's that creative burnout of just black people get your stuff together like we want to support you blah 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 blah. and it's like okay well you know at least give people a minute (laughs) give Mm -hmm. people a minute yeah like are you just doing this for this moment or are you actually gonna like are you gonna be are you gonna feel this way you know when everyone's like later you know when Mm -hmm. people are ready or like even just like just later are you doing this for the moment are you just like are you actually trying (laughs) to hire more black people right 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 always going to be the question (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) josh i want to ask too just um you know what kind of uh like what did you do to sort of prepare for this position like for the interview and whatnot because it's essentially like a a design like production assistant to the to the manager and the coordinator and whatnot right like what would someone have to do to prepare for that prepare for the interview itself or for the the job yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so for the interview itself the interview was actually not it was it was nerve-wracking just because it was an interview but it wasn't hard you know it, it was three of them they were all women which was nice and it i think my biggest advice for interviews what what has gotten me far is be uh what's the word i'm looking for be charismatic but also mm. i find that if you like have to like have you know i personality i guess that sounds weird to say but i i think it has like helped me a lot <laughs> um <I'm> a personality enthusiasm i guess is the word i'm looking for but um, right yeah 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 be enthusiastic about the position um come prepared with your own questions um but also I find that I have like my own stories that are kind of relevant to what we're talking about that I will throw in, you know, like I'll tell them a story about a thing that happened when I was in production at my school, you know, um, that will help prepare me for this position. And that that's another thing I'd like to say too. I was already taking a production position, quote unquote position while I was in school. If you're in schools and you, if you're in school and there are clubs, mine was called Story Club. Mm. There are clubs where, you know, you get a little bit of storyboarding experience, a little bit of production experience. That really does go a long way, you know, because even if it's just a club, you know, it's some type of organized project with other people. Does that make sense? Mm. So it's, it's a huge help. I would, um, that would be my recommendation. But also to just fling yourself into the positions you want. <laughs> you know, like just just go for it, you know? I'm not saying to completely wing it, but like don't talk yourself out of it. Right. Yeah. Miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what hundred percent? Yes. And again, if you are like an artist, you went to school for art. You want to try out production? I really, I, I, I like production. I like knowing the bones of everything. Um, and you can still do that while doing art on the side, like I do, and doing art while you're on the show. 
Yeah. Heck mm-hmm. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Umaima, I well, you can only say so much because <laughs> what's your like what what what's your experience been like, you know, working in industry since yeah. the, what's it been like? <laughs> I know what it's been like for me, so I can't say shit. I feel like this is like a test. You're just like, so, Mama, what you what you gonna say? I'm gonna call Jan as soon. As, I'm gonna call Jan as soon as this is over. Be like, you're here, Mama. Oh my god, I'm very scared. No, I'm but honestly, jokes aside, though, it's been amazing for me honestly and um i think it would be easy it would have been easier for me if like i didn't have all the other stuff you know (laughs) that i'm dealing with like with visas and everything i'm sure it should have even been more easier but so far no one is stressing me out i don't have to do work on weekends so i get to sleep that's nice i think and um yeah, I feel like I don't, the problem is I don't have another experience to compare it to, but I hope wherever I move on to next, like, it's like this, you know, people in the team are very friendly, understanding, and there's actually people caring about your health, you know, and making sure that you don't um, spend, so you don't spend overtime doing work just to end up burned out at the end and also caring about being burned out because I remember even our producer, she's always, whenever she talks to me, she's like, okay, make sure you're resting. I don't want you to be burned out. <laughs> That's Amanda, by the way. And, yeah, and I was like, okay, Amanda. She's like, fine. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I, I moved from um, freelance to full-time actually. And I think just the whole process of me moving from that to full-time kind of gave me a more understanding of the kind of people I have around me because when before I moved to full-time I was in Atlanta and I just reached out to my team and I told them hey guys I'm going to start doing visa soon and I really want to move to full-time and um so yeah can you guys please move me full-time and they were like yes and I don't know if this is a thing but I feel like a lot of um, people in production might not be okay doing that to someone if they ask, you know. But the way she was just so kind enough to be like, of course, Umaima, we will help you. And just um, even like looking at my future in Disney, I've been talking to um, the people in production and they're always like, we're here to help. Who do you want us to connect you with? So everyone has just been <laughs> really nice to me. And now I'm scared about working somewhere else and I don't get this kind of treatment. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always thinking about it. And oh my God, not to mention our team, how diverse we are. Can I talk about that, Brie? Yeah, you can talk about that. That's fine. <laughs> 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 I'm not, I'm not going to call out any team, but I'm um, one of the cartoons I've been watching recently. I love looking at the cast, like the people that work on shows that I love, because I just want to see what their portfolios are like so I could pull inspiration, right? So when I do that and I see that 
when we have a meeting to pick the final one, I have all my variations lined up. And at that point, that's when the final decision is made. So it could, I could also get feedback on fixing that up or, you know, just moving along with what we have. And um, also sometimes it depends on the production from what I've seen, but sometimes color designers also help with um, prop coloring. So if, um, I guess if your props are line-based or something, the color designer will help out with coloring that. And yeah, another thing is you help with lighting, which is, I think that's the hardest one for me. Every time I light characters, I get so stressed out. I'm like, oh God, they're not going to like this. Because basically what you're doing is playing around with um, the color of a character in a certain environment, right? Um, the character has the local color, but you have to make sure that they fit into a nighttime environment or an evening environment. So that's also something that you kind of have to take under your wing. And yeah, it's such a fun job for me to do because I, when I, um, my whole portfolio, like when you look at it, you can see that this is someone that loves playing around with colors. So it was perfect. And it's unfortunate that even while I was in school, they never spoke about it. Like the most they mentioned color to us was in a character design class where they're like, red means anger, pink means this. And I hate that. Red is angry. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't like it because sometimes it feels too um, exclusionary to me. Like when you say red Mm -hmm. means anger and negative in Chinese culture, that's not what it means. And you cannot make rules like that when everyone around the world is supposed to watch your show. You know, it just mm-hmm. wants me. It's almost so, as if someone were to say black is bad. Yeah, that's mm. one of it. Like, you know, the rules of black, the rules of um, putting black in, it's like depressing, everything negative. And then literally white is that. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm black. <laughs> Excuse me, I am black. Can you yeah, can you so, stop? Yep. So when I got into it and they were like, Yeah, we don't follow those rules. I was like, Oh thank God, because I hate those rules. But yeah, and I just wish schools, you know, would kind of talk more about color design, honestly. And hopefully as um it, as the years go, we will have more panels for color designers and you know, hopefully one day it'll be a course in school too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's basically what I do. That was mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> and later round it off, what do you do in your day to day? I cry. Only only tears. Only tears when you're tears form into into storyboard. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'll just (laughs) I'm sorry. It's true. I I mean, honestly, I I was just like, yeah. Wayman's like, I'm suffering with you, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, my day to day is, uh, it varies to be quite honest. It's been varying since I graduated from college. Um, but I What's mean, your day to day currently? Point, my, my current day to day, uh, I wake up, I do my morning routine. I decide whether or not if I can finish the revisions before lunch. Most of the time oh, I can't God. do it. So I do it after lunch. <laughs> Um, no, it, it truly depends what's happening that day. Cause sometimes they'll be like, Hey, if you conforms, Hey, we need this priority note changed by like 
tomorrow at 6 p.m. Um, it, it really does change. And then in particular on Critical Role, the revisionist, because I'm a storyboard revisionist on Critical Role, also like, you know, do other things outside of our storyboard revisions. The directors have taken the time to like teach us how to be storyboard artists um, mm. and take on action and adventure like boards, which is really, really cool. Oh, awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like my experience so far, because at this point I've worked on, I hold on, I'm counting. I've worked on four st- shows at this point um, and then did freelance stuff for like smaller things. But yeah, in all the shows that I've worked on, I started preschool, halfway point, went into like comedy six to 11, which was Rugrats, the reboot over at Nickelodeon. Um, and then after Rugrats, I was on Star Trek Lower Decks, which is an adult primetime comedy sci-fi show. Well, duh, cause it's Star Trek, but people <laughs> think it's serious, but it's actually really funny. Um, and now, now I'm on like an adult action adventure show. And I've noticed like from preschool to like adult animation, there are clear like demographic shifts in who like the crew is. Cause at Sesame street, it was very, very diverse. Like there were a lot of women of color. Mm. Um, there were also men too, of course, but, um, but like, that I think that was the most I saw like women of color like working in like in the creative aspects like the art and production and post-production that I've seen so far but then as I got towards like adult the it shifted um a lot differently um and now I realize working on an adult action uh production there's not a lot of black female board artists <laughs> i'm now realizing so no, uh, <laughs> no it, it, it's fine like i i haven't had a bad experience well i don't really believe in bad experiences just challenging ones but nobody's ever like you know said something out of turn to me or made me feel less than or anything of the sort um it's more of a case of oh I'm the only one here, okay. <laughs> but I'm also used to that. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's just been my whole entire life. So I think like for the animation industry, I think there's a, a lot more work that can be done. Um, specifically, like, you know, reaching out to more black creators, uh, both men, women, non-binary, um, uh, whatever you choose to identify with, of course, um, and invest in them a lot more because it's, it, it's, I don't know, it's slightly upsetting to me that like when I take a step back and I realize I'm still the only one in the room and I don't want anybody yeah. else to to feel that way. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to force it. Yeah, no. That's important to say that, like, <laughs> it, it does kind of suck that, you know, you have, in a way that you've gotten used to being the only one in the room and, and that that demographic shift is there. Like, when you said that, it, it was surprising, but also not surprising, I suppose, because, like, I... Yeah. From what I have I heard, that like, the adult space yeah, is yeah. very more white male-dominated, 
but there are like black people and just people of color in general that do want to take up that space but they're just not there as much as white dudes are and mm-hmm. i mean i guess so it, it's it's strange because i don't know if it's a case of like i don't know because there are a lot of times where I, I sit and think to myself i have to do more instead of the bare minimum because i'm very aware that i'm the only one in the room who is, is this specific demographic and i don't mm-hmm. if, if i if i don't do a good job with that in turn make them unconsciously without realizing it not choose to you know hire another black uh queer like board artist female black queer female board artist yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like it's like those are the types of things that i i constantly think about on a day-to-day basis not because i want to but that's just how my life has been for like 24 years so (laughs) um no i feel you on that like (laughs) <laughs> it, it's it's an unfortunate thing that um a lot of us kind of are unintentionally programmed to think when, when we are very much aware that we are the only one in the room and like we feel like we have to work two times as hard three times as hard just to make sure like am i good what's going to happen Ugh. i know like when i first got in the industry i felt that very much um on my yeah my, my last show i was like i am the only one okay there are only like five black people in the whole whole dang studio uh all right um (laughs) okay then i gotta i gotta make this count but i mean i say that all to say like what i've learned so far is i can't stop those intrusive thoughts to be quite honest because it's just who i am um but i just have to constantly tell myself and this is what i implore to all the listeners whether you're in the industry or you want to break into the industry, um, be kind to yourself Mm. um, because that's what matters at the end of the day. Uh, I understand the feeling of wanting to do a good job, but it's also okay to make mistakes and learn because how else will you, um, how else will you learn if you don't make mistakes? In general, because that's something even now on critical role. Oh no, where did I drop off? <laughs> you dropped a little bit. You, you said off? it's okay to make mistakes and then you dropped. <laughs> oh, it's okay to make mistakes. Like, Allow it's yourself- okay to make mistakes. Bounce out. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. See, look, there we go. Um, yeah, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to let yourself trip up. Um, you won't learn unless you make mistakes because nobody's perfect off the bat and Oftentimes, especially in storyboards, because that's my experience, uh, the first pass is never perfect and it's always going to get changed anyway. Um, Amen. <laughs> so the sooner you can adapt that like thought process to like your you know everyday living situation, life, I guess, is the easier. So be kind to yourself um, and also be kind to others because we all just want to work with cool people at the end of the day. <laughs> yes yeah Yeah. oh man that's such great advice and things something i have to remind myself too just like all the time it's just like (laughs) hey 
mistakes are fine. It's going to happen. You're not going to be mistakes perfect happen. and you're going to get notes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get notes anyway. So just like be calm about it, you know, don't like freak out about it. And yeah, you know what? Speaking of uh, good advice, uh, I I feel like we are kind of like coming to an end of this podcast. We're coming to the wind down period. So I want to ask uh, this question, um, which is uh, because you are kind of in the beginning of uh, your your journeys in animation um, and you've kind of very recently broken into animation, I'd like to ask, where where do you see yourself in animation is this are these first couple jobs that you're doing the thing that you want to do or uh is there like an ultimate goal that you have like what do you foresee yourself doing and if you can give our audience a piece of advice uh uh about breaking into animation lee you did i mean that was like a gem (laughs) (laughs) so if you have more you want to say or if you want to leave it at that one that would be fine but like yeah i mean just like approaching the end yeah what do you what do do y'all feel yeah like where do you want to go and good advice lee yes take it away (laughs) i guess i'll take it away from me because i feel like mine is the most obvious one like yeah i'm like everybody else i want my own show Um, (laughs) but I'm, I'm, I'm more than content at this point to like, you know, take the steps I need to take in order to like get where I I want to be and just not be in a rush. Well, not being in a rush, but also be in a rush. It's weird. It's weird. Mm, Always in an in-between state, but, Mm -hmm. uh, just being content in where I am in the moment, relishing in that. And then once I get comfortable, that's when change comes and you just embrace it and move on. Um, to the next new thing but yeah i mean my career in animation i would sure hope at some point director showrunner doesn't really matter as long as i get to keep creating stories that i thoroughly enjoy and are passionate about um but maybe like later on in life i want to open like an animation cafe of sorts but that's another Ooh, that's another talk oh, for another day snap. <laughs> <laughs> But any other advice I could give for people who are trying to break in to the industry, I'm going to say something that my older sister told me, uh, which is, I I said way earlier in passing, make the stuff that you want to make. I spent most of my artist journey you know, feeling like nobody understands me. And then went to art school and then thought, oh, I have did to make Did you play like... your Linkin Park CDs? Crying yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Making the habit. I just know Linkin Park too. It's okay. I can dunk on it. It's fun. You just <laughs> sit in the Park shower games. and you turn on Linkin Park. Underneath my skin. Oh my god. Wait, um, I was so depressed in high school. (laughs) I was so depressed. (laughs) But um what was I saying? I I, like lost my train of thought. Something that your sister said. Yeah, make the uh, art you want to make. Oh, there you go. 
Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, got into college and then I felt like, oh, I can't make the stuff I want to make. I have to make this fancy schmancy, like artsy farty type of stuff. And it wasn't until like a year after I graduated and it was just me and my older sister like at home and she was like, hey, why don't you just like create your own stuff? Like you can write, you can draw. Why don't you just do it? I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there who would love it. I would love to see it. And that again, I cried. I'm a very emotional person. I cried oh. right then and there. So like, that's also what I want to tell, um, you know, people who are breaking in, like draw the stuff that makes you happy and you mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoy because there's always going to be another person on the other side who'd be like, Hey, I like that too. How about you join you know, my production crew or my, my artist crew and all this stuff. And let's make something together. Um, you don't have to force yourself into a box. It's okay to be yourself and Mm -hmm. indulge in the things that you personally enjoy, um, watching, reading, um, consuming, because if that's the thing that made you want to get into animation in the first place, then there's no reason for you to let go of that same feeling of inspiration just to break in. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> How about you, Mima? Um, wait, the question was advice, right? Yeah, where do yeah. you see? Yeah, what? Where do you see yourself going into animation? Like, where? What's your what? What's the path you foresee for yourself? Mm-hmm. And what is some advice you would give to uh, our listeners who wish to break into animation? Okay, um, I'll start with my advice, which is please sleep, which I, I did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is the best advice. <laughs> like, I want to say, yeah, what Lee Cree said, definitely, you know, working on your own shows, but like you've summed it up perfectly, working on stuff that you love and everything. But so my next one would definitely be taking rest as much as you can um you know when I started I was like I felt like I had to go above and beyond so I was like maybe I should also use my weekends don't do that don't use your weekends sleep during your weekends um try to use those times to kind of um, connect with friends just do not let all the other aspects of what you need to survive as as a human being die out you know look into hobbies, relationships, families, or something like that. Yeah, so that's my advice. And um, the other thing is regarding what I want to do. Eventually in the industry, I actually want to be an art director. Like, that's, yeah, for me, I really want to get there. And um, when I was talking to our art director, he was like, actually, color design is, color design and background painting, they're like the two best parts towards that so i think i'm in a good place now hopefully eventually yes. i would get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and umaima i would probably want to add too like do you have any words of wisdom or advice for international folks oh my god i do so much <laughs> i have so much to tell them but i have to think of one oh I th- do not be afraid to ask questions. Like, do not be afraid to reach out to people. Recently, what I've noticed is I am reaching out to so many people. And I think 
Umemo of two years ago would probably look at me like I'm insane. Like, how are you opening emails and actually typing out, hey, I need your help with this, you know? So I'm so much more out there in talking to others for advice and also just um, reaching out for help. So I really want to encourage people in international that are, you know, looking to work in the industry to do that, like try to get advice from other people that have gone through this path, no one will help you more than them, honestly. You will think the um, international services in your school will, but they will miss out on 10 things that could have helped you from experience, trust me. So I think that's one of it. Then another thing is to never think of um, a lost opportunity as a failure as an international student. I know there are people that have like, you know, they've graduated, even gone as far as working and then Unfortunately, they had to go back home, which isn't part of the plan if you want to continue in the industry. And that can feel like a huge blow and it can just make you feel like, okay, what's the point? But honestly, so many have also done that and still found a way back. So I just want to encourage people to, you know, keep the stamina and just keep going. Do not feel like going back like a step backwards or something is the end of it all. No. It just keeps going. You just have to, um, if you keep on working with industries, connecting with people and reaching out to people to help, honestly, you can find yourself back in the U.S. again. They want you to work for them. Trust me. You just have to know the right ways to go. And I know it involves money (laughs) a lot of times. So this is when save a lot is also one advice I have. (laughs) Make sure you're saving because of lawyer stuff. There's so much advice for international students, guys. But yeah, I think those are the main stuff, making sure that you're taking care of yourself, making sure you're interacting with people that are already in that industry and have already gone through that path. They will know more. And also there's spaces for international students, actually. Um, there are Discord servers that people have made where you can reach out to LA expats and they'll give you advice. So yeah, I think that's all I have. Oh, and I might want to make my own show one day. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Or I might go down the route of a graphic novel, honestly, if I don't feel like stressing too much. Yeah. Sometimes I look at what like, you know, I just see how Bruce is <laughs> and I'm like, oh, do I wanna do this? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so as for me, so what I've my what I want in the future has molded a lot. But where I am right now, I really think that I want to do film. And what I mean by film is like, I want to have, so I love art for the making of the art itself. But one of the biggest things for me, my main thing is storytelling. I'm a huge storyteller. I feel like I have so many stories to tell and I kind of want a collection. Does that make sense? Like, like, you know how people say, oh, that's a Miyazaki film. That's a Tyler Perry film. Anderson film in the future I'm, I'm manifesting it it's going to happen people will say, speak it yes. speak it into existence yes. people will say this is a Shosh Joseph film like oh which Shosh Joseph films have you seen you know that's that's what I'm going for and it'll all be animation yes you know, I do love television 
you know that's 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 the dream i want to win an oscar i want to i want that i want it yes. <laughs> Women, do your snaps do your snaps i can't yes. snap there you go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speak it that is that is the future for me you know oh show shows because you know we have so many black women that are like doing directional stuff like we have you know lena waith out there and we have our shondas and stuff and none of them are doing animation which is perfectly fine which is perfectly fine <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to if it doesn't more for show so i that's what i want i i'm i'm that's that's what i'm thinking right now is i i really want a collection before you know before my career is over you know mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah if, if, well, i'm gonna be looking out for uh shows joke. yeah that, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be looking out for uh for you at the oscar show I'm gonna be yes. yeah i'm excited for uh all the shows joints yes. <laughs> and you can remember you like yep she did say that yep <laughs> um as for advice this is what i this is what I told myself in college uh, a lot. Um, there's no such thing as a good artist without bad drawings. Mm-hmm. I had to tell myself that a lot <laughs> because you will look at a drawing and it's not even that bad, but your brain will tell you it's 10 times worse than it is. And it's just like, there's no way to get good without being bad, girl. So just do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no Res- way to get mm-hmm. good. That's what's good. up. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, a, that's a hard truth, but also good hard truth. <laughs> it's like your drawings are going to suck first. It's okay. It's okay. That's mm-hmm. how you get better. It's coming. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I also want to say something. Sorry, just because we've all been talking about social media, you know how it has helped us, and mm-hmm. as artists, that's something that can really ruin our perception of our art and then affect us mental health. Mm, mm-hmm. I cannot emphasize the importance of not putting like your art's worth based off social media interactions. Right now, it's yeah. actually, and I can talk like because I'm going through that, but you know, talking to friends also helps you with stepping away. So try to make art that you don't necessarily have to post. Try to make art that maybe just two of your friends see. You don't do not feel that constant pressure to always make artwork and post it online. I know you it might feel like you need to keep doing that so that you can get eyes on your stuff, but honestly sometimes it affects you mentally so much that mm-hmm. it might end up being worth it and you do not want to feel like get to a point where you start hating art you know unfortunately yeah. it gets to that for some people yeah mm-hmm. yeah just treat social treat social media as a tool do not treat um, it as an extension of yourself because i feel right. like that is something that nowadays unfortunately because of how things are what you know technology uh social media is has become sort of an extension of yourself like a limb and an arm but it should it's a tool and a resource and it shouldn't stay that way um make use of it but don't live for it Mm. yeah yeah Mm. amen amen to that (laughs) and i guess with with that said honestly (laughs) 
thank you guys so much for just coming on to the black and animated podcast and dropping those bars dropping those gems so <laughs> many gems showered in gems showered we got like a, a room of gold <laughs> coins we're diving into right now this is awesome like thank you so yeah just like ducktales <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast y'all uh, thank you yes, so much Duckburg, Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on Spotify. Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time. This episode was edited by Tyler Schlossman with music by Ergo Funk. Black and Animated.